Sports Talk with Big Sarge Podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Big Sarge Sports with the Z. Once again, that's Big Sarge Sports with the Z. And you can also go to my website, www.bigsargesports.com to see all the latest articles. And you can find this podcast there as well. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. Hey, y'all miss me? Like, I kind of missed y'all, too. Well, not kind of. It was a lot. I did miss y'all. I, I can't even lie. It's been a minute. I've been very, very, very busy. And I apologize. This is on me. No possible way that we're going into the third week of the NFL, and I haven't given you all a podcast. That's on me. Blame it on Big Sarge. Send me money you know, to my cash app, and I'll make sure that those things don't ever happen again. It doesn't work that way, does it? Anyway, I will make sure that I am on my game from this point on to give you the best, the best this is, best this, 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 this podcast out there in the sports universe. All right, y'all. We got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about, but I'm going to start off with this. So, funny thing happened along the way heading into week three of the NFL. Week, week three of the 2019 NFL season. Like there's something going on right now that we're witnessing with our own eyes that we thought we wouldn't see this year. We thought that every team in the NFL was going to come in and compete. Well, at least that's what we were told. The Miami Dolphins, like we just got to say it. And side note, is there any other sports town Outside of Miami, well, New York, I mean, come on now. They got the Knicks, they got the Mets, they got the Giants, and they got the Jets. Like, I don't know if you all have listened to my podcast, my earlier podcast called The Rotten Apple, where I talk so bad about New York and their sports franchises. I digress. Think about the city of Miami. And I know not all the teams play in the city of Miami, but they all have Miami, blah, blah, blah. The Miami Heat in the NBA, no good. The, the, the Miami Marlins, like I didn't even know they still existed. Like I didn't even know the Marlins was still a franchise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even know why they keep them around. Can anybody else explain that to me? Explain to me why the Marlins are still in existence. Who runs that franchise anyway? I mean, is there somebody that we know 
that runs that franchise? Maybe. Hmm. It's your big name guy, right? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, because I'm just saying. I mean, anytime you got a guy who, in Don Mattingly, who is the manager, who you know he comes from royalty, right? I mean, he's won him a couple of uh World Series, if I'm not mistaken. He's won him a couple of uh, of World Series. He should be better at leading that team, but I guess when you don't really have anything, eh, eh, we'll see. So you got the Miami Heat in the NBA. That's blah. You have the Miami Marlins in the uh, in Major League Baseball in the MLB. That's blah. And now you got the Miami Dolphins in the NFL. That's just uh, I don't even know. There aren't words to describe what the Miami Dolphins have become. You know, you could you could customarily look at them winning at least one game against the Patriots in Miami. Like you can look forward to that. Like, can you do that now? And it's sad because their new coach is, you know, coming from the Patriots organization in Flores is, I mean, I don't know if he's, uh, you know, lamb for the slaughter, if, if I could use that. I mean, between him and Chris Greer, the GM of the Miami Dolphins, they're headed down a road to whereas they're going to be the scapegoats. Kind of like how Sashi Brown and how Hugh Jackson was in Cleveland. Now, I know you're saying, see, Big Sarge, there you go again, making things all about race. Why does it always have to be about race, Big Sarge? Hey, look, man, I didn't make it this way. I don't make the rules. I just play by them and break them. I'm just telling you that. But the Miami Dolphins right now, so you think about it. They've traded away Laramie Tunsil, their, um, you know, great left tackle. They traded Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills to the Houston Texans a couple of weeks ago for draft picks. Okay, I got that. Tannehill, the quarterback from last year, he's gone. You bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. I got that. Okay. Like, you could win at least four games with Ryan uh, Fitzmagic. You know, he'll give you four good games before he collapses. I mean, if you don't believe me, go back to, you know, go to the internet, go to the Google machine and type in Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or just go to any other team he's played for. He's great until teams catch up with him and what he's doing in the new system. And then it's downhill from there. Josh Rosen, I don't know if he's ever going to get a chance. Bad stigma coming out of the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll see. So Tannehill's gone. Laramie Tonsil's gone. Kenny Stills is gone. And on last night, you trade away your safety, Mika Fitzpatrick, to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a first-round draft pick. I got it. I got it. I see what you're doing. I see that. You're stockpiling Draft picks, right? You're tanking. Even though Flores came out and specifically said, we're going to compete this year. We're not going to come out here and not compete. We're not looking to tank this season. Yet you're giving up every asset that you have. Every asset that you have is gone. And you're trying to tell me that you're not tanking? I'm looking at your roster right now and... and your running back, Kalen Balaj, I don't know who he is. Chandler Cox, don't know who he is. I do know who Devontae Parker is. Preston Wilson, uh, Nick O'Leary, I know him because he's Jack Nicholson's grandson. Like, I don't know anybody on your defense except Xavier Howard. Who is Bobby McCain? Who is Charles Harris? Who is Jonathan Ledbetter? 
Avery Moss, like, you're telling me you're not taking it, but you're putting out a intramural team? Like, this team looks like it should be one of the senior teams for the Powder Puff game for one of these high schools around here. Like, I'm looking at your roster, and I know you're going to say them crazy, but I'm looking at your roster, and I'm thinking that there are some high school football teams in Texas that can compete with them. I do. But you know what? Check this out. I've seen this before, Miami Dolphins. I've seen this whole thing play out in front of my eyes before. And the sad part about it is the head coach for the Miami Dolphins and the general manager for the Miami Dolphins and Flores and Greer, the sad part about it is you're going to tank for the next two years. Well, you're going to tank this year. And then you're going to go into like a rebuilding tanking year next year. And come that third year, you're going to be gone. You need any. Do you need me to you know, give you an example of how this works? Look no further than that same team that plays in the AFC with you all in the same in the same AFC, in the same conference as the Cleveland Browns. Now, let me preface my statement by saying this. It is an unpopular, it is an unpopular uh, view, or it is unpopular to say that you're a fan of former Cleveland Browns coach Hugh Jackson. I am, and the reason why I'm a fan of Hugh Jackson because do I think that he did some things that you know could have gotten him fired? I do, but I also think that he wasn't given a chance. You did not give Hugh Jackson a chance to be great. I would have loved to see what Hugh Jackson could have done with this roster currently comprised on the Cleveland Browns team. Instead of the former running backs coach who's never been a head coach, who's coaching them now, and they don't look no different than when Hugh Jackson was coaching them with less talent. I'm sorry if I'm not on the Baker Mayfield train just yet. I'm not. Because you all pumped him up last year. And I said, well, if you're pumping him up so much, then what has he done against the good teams? I watched him come into Houston, Texas and totally stink up the joint. You go back and you look at his numbers. You say, yeah, but he had 400 yards, this, that, another. Well, that's because Romeo Cornell took it easy on him in the, in the second half. Look at his first half stats against the Houston Texans. And then let's talk. Let's look at his record against teams under 500 who did not make the playoffs last year. And then let's just take into consideration the first two games of this of this year. Have they looked great to you all? They have not to me. Going up against a Jets team last night with a third string quarterback and Baker still didn't look good until he threw a three yard slant that went 89 yards to Odell Beckham Jr., Look at, his, look at his stats before that. I digress. I'm trying to tell the regime in Miami, specifically the general manager and the head coach, we've seen this before. Hugh Jackson, it is time with the uh, Cleveland Browns as the head coach. He was 2-21 and 21 in two years. In 2017, the Cleveland Browns did not win a game. 2017, they did not win one game. Got the first pick. You know who the first pick was? Heisman Trophy winner, 
quarterback out of Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield. Now, I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield isn't talented. I know that I just went on this spiel about him, but I'm not saying he's not talented. And I'm not saying that he won't be great. He has all the tools. He has the intangibles. He just needs to uh, 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 hone it all in and, and think about football more than thinking about being on social media or in the limelight or dancing. Now just hone it in. You have everything that you need to be great, Baker Mayfield. You just need to hone it in. So the Cleveland Browns went 0-16 with Hugh Jackson. Didn't win a game. He got ridiculed. I got that. Mm-hmm. I got it. Right? 0-16. That was in 2017. They come back. And they get, uh, yeah, 0-16 in 2017, they get the first pick in uh, Baker Mayfield. Do y'all know who was on that roster in 2017 for the Cleveland Browns? At quarterback, Deshaun Kaiser. At running back, Isaiah Crowell. At wide receiver, Corey Coleman and Ricardo Lewis. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they had Miles Garrett and Jabril Peppers as rookies. How you going to win with that? Y'all love to go back and criticize Hugh Jackson. Okay, I got it. I ain't knocking you for it. If you're not a Hugh Jackson fan, you want to criticize him for going 0-16, uh, 0-16 in 2017. I'm, I'm cool with that. But what did he have to work with? What did he have? So then the next year. They fired him after seven games when he went two and five. And on that roster last year in 2018, they had Baker Mayfield at quarterback, Nick Chubb at running back, David Njuku at tight end. They got Jarvis Landry. Then on the defense side of the ball, they still had Miles Garrett, who went to the Pro Bowl. They had Jabril Peppers, who I think uh, they had Jabril Peppers. They had Denzel Ward, who went to the Pro Bowl. They had Jamie Collins, at linebacker. Like, they finally had a roster, and you only give Hugh Jackson seven games. Seven games. So, they went 0-16. They finally got the roster together. They fired Hugh Jackson. Uh, what do you think is going to happen to you, Flores? Like, in all honesty, what do you think is going to happen to you? I don't see on your schedule where you win a game this year. The Miami Dolphins will go 0-16 this year. Where do you win a game? So you tank for Tua. Or even if you don't get Tua, the quarterback, starting quarterback out of uh, Alabama. Let's just say you get Abraham out of Oregon. Like, let's just say you get a good quarterback, and then you add some of those draft picks to that. So you're still going to be in a rebuilding year. You're still going to be in a rebuilding year. But what happens in that third year when you start off 0-2? They're going to fire you. The Patriots' way does not extend to Miami. So you... And Chris Greer will become casualties of the Miami Dolphins. How is it that you don't see this? I understand you wanted a job. I understand you wanted to be a head coach. But come on, coach. Some things just ain't worth it. Some things just ain't worth it. I'm sorry that you not know uh, Vance Joseph. You, you, You didn't know him? Did you not know, um, right off the bat, I cannot think about it, but the head coach down at in uh, Arizona? Like, some jobs aren't worth it. And that Miami Dolphins job is not 
worth it. You're going to tank. And then you're going to tank and rebuild. And come that third year, they're going to come to you. They're going to pull you to the side and say, hey, coach, we really appreciate everything you've done here. We really you know, appreciate coming in and stealing some of the things that you learned when you were in New England and finally got some discipline in here and some order and some work ethic. But we just feel now that we need to go another way. Uh, since the Dallas Cowboys couldn't hire Lincoln Riley, we decided to. We threw more money at him than Jerry did. Where we're going to bring in, you know, we'll bring him in. Or we're going to go and get somebody, one of those assistants off of the Clemson staff. And we'll bring him in. Or we'll bring in anybody that's close with Sean McVay and has the same type of hair or even shook his hand. I mean, look at it. That's what the Arizona Red Raiders did. The Arizona Cardinals hired Cliff Kingsbury just because he was friends with Sean McVay. Zach Taylor got a job up in um, in Cincinnati. Why? Because he was just the hottest new thing going around. And that's what's going to happen to you, coach. I hate to tell you that. I hate to tell you that, but that's what's going to happen. So this product that you're putting out on the field, you're trotting out every week because you're not going your your schedule does not not your schedule is not favorable for you to win to go one and fifteen, not even win one game. You can't even luck up and win a game. Not with this schedule. I mean, not with this roster that you have. And you will become the Hugh Jackson. Of Miami. Hey, look, at least you got, you know, they, they got beautiful beaches in Miami. You go down to South Beach, sit on the beach, watch the water, you know, go down there and, you know, I guess get your workout in or something and just, you know, get you a drink or something. Just sit on the beach and, and reflect. And then after that, just pick up the phone and call your old friend uh, Bill Belichick. I'm pretty sure he'll hire you back. Isn't that where all the coaches who... Who who failed to do anything in the NFL? Come back to. Uh, don't worry, you'll be in company. Matt Patricia will be back there with you soon. We'll be back. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Big Sarge here. October the fifth, twenty nineteen. Come on out to twelve twenty Blaylock Road, the Ranch Office, and be a part of Big Sarge's family reunion. That's right. It's a family reunion from 2 to 4 p.m. Free food, free drinks. Come on out. Enjoy. Share. Meet Big Sarge. Some of you all have never met Big Sarge, and Big Sarge wants to meet you. Also, there will be a live show, a live sports show right there so we can interact with each other. That way we don't have to have Twitter fingers anymore. We can actually interact with each other. I will be doing segments along with other special invited guests and there will be an opportunity for you to be involved as well. Once again, that's 1220 Blaylock Road, the ranch office, October the 5th, 2019, from 2 to 4 p.m. I'm out.